Happen podcast with your host, wellness expert, life strategist, and spiritual bestie, Tristan Noel LeClaire. Welcome to Making Magic Happen. I am your host and spiritual bestie, Tristan. I am very excited that you are back here joining me. What's up? How are you doing? How's it going? I'm recording this the day before Thanksgiving. Um, I got some great advice uh, from one of my listeners and friends. Once we talk one time, we're friends, so get used to it. I'm um, just kidding. <laughs> uh, but I am going to tell you right now that if you just want to skip right ahead to the lesson today and not hear my personal stuff that I like to talk about in the beginning, kind of let you know what's going on in, in my life and um, with the divorce and all of that kind of stuff, um, look at the show notes because you can fast forward and or keep hitting that 15 second button to get where you want to go and you don't have to listen to me blabbering on. You just want to get straight to the work, which I appreciate. So please take a look there. Um, ironically, slowest week ever for DMs, even though I asked you guys nine times to DM me. <laughs> so today's lesson, we will be talking about the second part of journaling and kind of the work that you need to do along with just writing something on the page. And I also kind of go into quantum physics a little bit and the background behind how all of these shenanigans work and actually why it works, hashtag science. And I also go through how to do a gratitude waterfall. So today I decided that I am not going to compete. And it's kind of funny because in true Tristan style, I announced I was competing like five days ago. (laughs) Um, But it's been something that I've been working on for maybe three months. And um, longer than that, that's how long I've been dieting, three months. And, but the whole year leading up to dieting, I completely changed my training to be more glute and leg focused. um, Because that is what the division that I moved into, the wellness division calls for and previously it was in a figure division and I could have a lot of my time and energy spent as much as I wanted on my upper body um, and trying to maintain a more a balanced physique. Wellness, I needed to get my glutes larger, my legs larger, you know, those kinds of things. So I restructured my training. I've been working on that and I ate accordingly and I feel like I put on some pretty decent size over the year I was training like that before I decided to diet. And this, just this part of the journey for me has been pretty great, even though I'm not going to be getting on stage in two and a half weeks. Um, 
because when I first started competing, I started in bikini and I, that, that was fantastic all on its own. That was its own thing. Um, but I didn't quite feel at home in that division. And so I moved to figure and I took a year off and I tried to put on more muscle and I liked the posing better in figure at the time because I thought it kind of spoke to who I was as an athlete and I didn't feel comfortable doing the bikini posing, which was funny because I coached women, other women doing it and I had no problem showing them how to do it. Just for me, I didn't want to display myself in that way. And it's just a very weird block that I kind of had up about doing bikini. And I think it's, it's, it stems a lot from, uh, the this idea that I kind of have about being judged about like putting myself out there in a particular way um which as the years have gone by I've slowly but surely gotten over and I no longer feel that way hence you know photo shoots I've done and things like that I just don't feel that way anymore and I going into this I like had had been wanting to compete but I just like wasn't that excited about figure and I didn't necessarily want to do what I would have had to do to stay competitive in figure and I saw this wellness division and I suddenly it was like the first time I saw someone training for a bikini competition I felt scared and inspired and again as I've told you in the past if I feel kind of scared and excited about something I know it's for me usually I let myself marinate on it if I'm still excited about it then I go for it And even though I still didn't quite feel in a place to be as competitive as I would like, I still wanted to try and I've gotten pretty far. And then over the past couple of days, just kind of looking at my photos, looking at myself, coaching other people, understanding this sport, um, and what it is, which doing these bodybuilding competitions, what you're, what you're agreeing to as a competitor is I am going to get my body to look like you're telling me this division needs to look. It's actually not like a best body competition as if you weren't in, in this world, you wouldn't get that. It's not about that. It's about literally changing your body to look how they say this division is supposed to look and you're agreeing to that. And so looking at myself objectively, which is really, really hard when you've been dieting and training as hard as I have for this long, but I was just like, I'm not there. Like I'm not there. And the amount of time that it would take me, like I just, it's, it would be impossible for me to do this in two and a half weeks and to be in a place to where I could step on that stage and feel competitive in that division for what that division requires. And so I'm not going to be competing and it's totally cool. And I sincerely, I I hope that I can get it together enough to compete again. Um, I had this idea in my head that I wanted to do it before my 40th and it's, it's that's not going to happen. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I got what I needed out of it. Mostly um, the fact that I, I could have gone up there. I could have done the posing. I, I could have felt confident with that and really enjoyed my time up there. Knowing that and being completely sure about that piece of it is 
maybe what I needed from this. I also feel like I've gotten dominion over my body again since having Delilah and, you know, the second baby is freaking no joke, okay? Especially if you are a fellow cesarean survivor. <laughs> we know how it is, okay? You know how it is. You get it. Um, but the fact that I've gotten my body to this place where I'm like, okay, like, there she is. There she is. I forgot. This is good. This is good. Um, so I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And uh, I've been thinking so much lately about worthiness and how the feel the only thing that kind of stops us from truly manifesting the desires of our heart and attracting those that we want to attract and the experiences that we want to attract is the thought even if it's a minute thought but the the pea-sized thought or idea that you are not worthy of what it is you were trying to get to attract manifest and how that is like a princess in the pea scenario it could be it could be 85 fluffy wonderful mattresses one pea that one pea is going to take you down and you're not going to be able to sleep you're not going to be able to manifest what what it is that you need to manifest and how do we work through this feeling of unworthiness and where does that stem from and how much power are we allowed to give it how much time are we allowed to give it to work through that particular feeling of unworthiness where does it stem from and most of the time again i'm going to just shout a random number at you but 99.9 percent .9 of the time this feeling of unworthiness, it stems from your childhood and it's probably a mother wound or a father wound. And unworthiness in particular stems from a motherhood wound. And I, I want to encourage you that if you are someone who is connecting to what I am saying right now, and you have these certain areas of your life in which you know is affected by this root cause, pea-sized feeling of unworthiness that you feel, I want you to ask your spirit guides, you might refer to them as guardian angels, but I want you to ask your spirit guides to start planting the seeds, maybe giving you pointing you in the direction of literature or podcasts or having these needed conversations with people that you need to have to start sussing out where that all started from. And I'm saying that to you because even me doing something as committing to the wellness division, which is completely out of my comfort zone um, for competing and moving towards that, I have had to work towards the, this deep-rooted feeling of unworthiness and insecurity regarding my own body, my sexuality, um, my personal, just my aesthetics, how I'm perceived by the outside world, um, how much value I put in other people's opinions. This is so much of my own personal work that I've been doing so that I can finally get to a place to where I can genuinely like myself and competing this time 
for me wasn't about punishing myself and getting myself to look a certain way so that I'm valued by others. And competing for me this time wasn't about getting more clients because for the first time ever, um, this transformation meant nothing. It was not an advertisement for my business because I'm not trying to sell fitness or nutrition right now. This going through this and trying to compete in this way was about me stepping into the feeling of worthiness that I am worthy of showing myself in this way simply because it feels good. And I'm crying. <laughs> and I, I want you to get there. I want you to own your power. I want you to feel so good about how beautiful and wonderful and amazing you are. So if you think that this is something that might be holding you back, ask for it. Just ask, show me guides, show me, show me where this started. Because if I understand where this started, I can start undoing it. I can change the script. I can, I can change those conversations that were had in my past. I can reframe them because my child mind did not understand what was going on could not process that information. But my adult mind can. My adult mind has seen some shit. And it is ready to say, that is not me. That never was me. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Get back to me. DM me. What? Come on. DM me. Okay. Enjoy. Enjoy the lesson. First things first, I wanted to give a little brief history of the science behind quantum theory and quantum physics and why this type of work and practice actually works and why I am passionate about it and sharing with you these little tools that I've accumulated through the years to create and manifest your best life. Figure yourself out. Figure it, it out what you really, really want. So the whole thing behind journaling, which in just a second, we're going to get into the second piece of the journaling because I briefly kind of started explaining it to you last podcast. Um, I will review that as well, everything that we went over um, as quickly as possible so we can dive into the next piece. But basically what it is is we have the law of assumption, the law of attraction, law of assumption asks us to feel things to help influence our thoughts so that we be, can be, become more powerful by vibrating at a higher frequency. Why do we want to vibrate at a higher frequency? Because that is how we control this power, right? This is how we control the energy, the world around us, literally physical matter, Okay. The law of assumption asks us to use our thoughts to control our emotions for the exact same outcome. It's just, it's a doorway to the same hall, doorway to the same house, whatever, however you want to think of it. Um, so scientists, and like when quantum theory came out, where the development of quantum physics came out in like the in 1900, 
But through modern technology, what's happened is they've been able to take literal matter, break it down, continuing to break it open, continuing to break it open, continuing to break it open. And most of us were taught that, you know, an atom is a nucleus with electrons orbiting around it, but that's not correct. The What the quantum model explains is that like electrons exist in, in an invisible cloud of energy around the nucleus. And through the observer effect, um, they have learned that you when you focus attention on any one location of that energy cloud, the electron will appear there. So literally by focusing your attention and energy on something, you are changing the physical makeup of that atom, that physical matter. So the con is that our focused thought causes wave energy to condense there and but regardless okay regardless of it we understand now that we have this power and that this power exists um so just like how an atom's nucleus is surrounded by a non-physical electron cloud i'm like trying to think about how to say it all of us are surrounded by a non-physical field of infinite energy and um if you have even like a little analytical brain cell at all, I understand how it would feel very like hard to take a step into the woo, as I like to call it, uh, and owning this magic because it, that's what it is. But a lot of magic, all magic is, is science. Um, our thoughts are electric, our emotions are magnetic, magnetic, and together they make this electromagnetic magnetic field around our body. I'm like getting all hyped up. Um, and that electromagnetic field is always communicating with the quantum field. So through combining your thoughts and emotions, you are literally manifesting your current reality. So how do we do that? How do we align with that? How do we align with what is in our heart and what is in our brain and cause that to become something that exists in our physical reality? Well, one of those things, one of those ways is the journaling, right? Or if you start listening to practitioners a lot, you'll hear the term scripting because it's like you're literally writing out kind of like a movie script of how you want something to go. I, I've just always said journaling. Um, and there's so many different techniques you can use through journaling. In the last podcast, I shared with you the gratitude journal entry, which is I'm so thankful for. And then you're speaking in present tense about something that's currently happened or has already happened or is happening, um, whatever you feel connected with. You're always, as you kind of go through this and as you kind of sharpen these skills, what you're trying to do is you're trying to always get to the next best thought. The next best thought, not what's best for humanity, but what feels the best to you. Um, so if I'm trying to manifest you know, in a specific opportunity for myself, maybe it's, it starts off with, I just want to help people. And then it's like, well, the next, the thought that actually feels better than that is I want to help people own their power. I want to help people own their power and change their lives. I want to help people own their power and change their lives on a major platform. I want to create a community of like-minded people that have the same agenda 
that are owning our pa- like it's just you're you're and it doesn't even necessarily need to be like a longer sentence as you go that's just what I'm doing but it's whatever that next best thought is that is closer to the truth of what you are actually trying to do which is why you might have to open up your journal and create the same goal or write out the same goal a lot of different times and as soon as that becomes stale to you as soon as that journal entry is kind of like boring and you kind of don't want to do it anymore, it's probably because you need to shift your manifestation. You need to change to something else. You need to expand on it. You need to focus on one detail. And also, um, it becomes quite easy in the beginning to focus on like the you become attracted to this way of thinking and uh, exploring quantum physics and metaphysics and this realm of spirituality and all of this because you're excited about manifesting like one specific thing. But that is not our purpose here. Our purpose is to flesh out all these different parts of ourselves and our being. So if you are super focused on, you know, attracting the romance, the love of your life, whatever, don't forget that you also have dominion over what's going on in your career, what's going on in your family relationships, what's going on in your home, what's going on in your finances. Where do you want a vacation? How are you? What's your creative outlet? Like there's so many different areas of our life. There's so many rooms in our house that we need to build out. And um, we, we are these beings that have this direct source energy to where we are powerful enough to infiltrate all of these areas and control all of these areas and manifest these amazing, beautiful things in our life. So that is kind of like the why. Now, we got as far as discussing how to do a journal exercise and what we want to think about while we're doing this journal exercise. But that is just one piece of you coming into alignment with that manifestation. And the second part of law of assumption is, is that you are moving about your life, right? Like we discussed in the relationships previously. If your spouse is not on board, you act as if they are. You act as if you are already the person that is getting what you want. And that is how you have to be in your manifestation. Whatever you're working towards you're already living that way. You're already acting that way and you're creating daily miniature goals or weekly goals that you can check off that's moving you towards that manifestation because you know it's going to happen. So if you want this deal to come through at work or you want to have a successful business launch or you want to make amends with a family member You need to make sure that in your day, you're not just writing it on the page and leaving it on the page, but that you're carrying that over into your daily life. Um, I just kind of went through this myself with a family member currently going through it. And I think it's just really important to turn off the part of your brain, like literally make the choice to turn off the part of your brain that is anything but joy and love and excitement about what it is that you're trying to create. And you have, in order to control those thoughts, it's a thought enters and you push it away and you say, that's not my reality. 
what my reality is, is what's on the page, what my manifestation is. This vision that I'm holding in my, you know, right out, right outside of myself, this vision that I'm going towards that, that is my reality. So nothing really else matters, only the joy and love that I'm going to feel once I create this manifestation. And if this, if I'm supposed to already be connected to that and already trying to align with that, then it is in my best interest to feel that joy and that love right now, because that's how I'm going to get closer to it. The other piece of this is I don't want you to get married, hardy har har, to what you're putting on the page. And unless you get to a place to where you're so sure about what it is that you are trying to manifest, that there's no possible way that you could tweak it or fine tune it to be a better vibrational match to you so that you can pull it towards you faster. Um, You need to also accept that as a creator, which we've established you are, as the architect of your life, you will change your mind. And that is okay. Because going along this road towards your manifestation, it's not, you're not saying like, oh, I give up this manifestation, it's never happened. If genuinely you decide that you want something else, you're going to kind of make a little turn and you're going to start going towards what it is that you are aligning with and what it is that you want to manifest now. It's okay. If the manifestation doesn't come quickly enough, it's 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 simply because you lost touch with that manifestation. You never completely came into alignment with that manifestation or it just hasn't happened yet. That's that's usually what it is. It just hasn't happened yet and you don't want to hold out anymore. That's fine. You can start going towards something else. But the manifestation that you already put in place is already materializing. Um, I think I've, I saw that I've seen this a lot with people's bodies and with a lot of people's careers. They'll embark on, you know, going to school on a certain route, on a certain path. And they'll go through the schooling and then they will get to that career. And this is what they've wanted and this is what they've worked towards. And they felt so sure about it. They they didn't even really need to do any ex- extra work regarding it because they they were so aligned with this and that they were going to accomplish it. And then they get there and they realize that this is not for them at all and they don't want to be doing it anymore. And, and uh, you know, other people in their lives don't understand because they just spent all this time and all this money and all this energy becoming the person that it would take to accomplish that and to have that career. Um, or they're halfway there and they decide, this isn't for me. I want to do something else. And it is not a flaky person that changes their mind. It is a person in alignment with their higher self that changes their mind because they are listening. They are following their gut. And so if you write on that page, I want X, Y, and Z, and you're, I'm so grateful for X, Y, and Z, and I'm so happy I found X, Y, and Z, and now I'm living in that emotion, and I'm feeling that emotion of what that feels like. I know it's coming to me. My manifestation 
is coming to me. I am controlling that matter. I'm controlling that future. This is mine. And then something comes into your reality that makes you go, but what about this? That's an opportunity to change your manifestation. It's not failing your current manifestation. Um, third thing up is what if I want to sit down and now, now journaling for me or scripting for me is always a way that I raise my vibration. I'll, I put a lot on myself. Um, and I, I get disappointed. I get, I get down. And so I I have to use things like this a lot to kind of like pick myself up and reassess and remind myself who I am and what I want and that it's coming. And that's so, but sometimes it's just hard to sit down and put the pen to the paper and actually like do the work because you're just in a mental headspace in which you just, it, it, it can't get done. Um, so what I like to do, it's called a gratitude waterfall. And, uh, I start with something really small and it'll be like, I'm so grateful for my skin. (laughs) So grateful for my nail tech. I'm so grateful for this watch. I'm so grateful for this bed. I'm so grateful for this room. I'm so grateful for this house. I'm so grateful that I live in a place with clean water and clean air, not worried about the mortgage. We got everything figured out. And I'm so grateful for John. I'm, you know, he's such a hardworking guy and he loves his family so much. And um, so he, you know, he gave me these children and oh my gosh, my children, oh, their little faces. <gasps> Delilah, Delilah's little like gap. And I'm grateful for Delilah's little gappy tooth situation she's got going on that just when she smiles it brings me such joy and wilder and she's so wilder so sensitive it's it will just build and build and build and build until you are so filled with gratitude you might not even need a journal anymore to be completely honest but use that energy that you get from that and put it on the page use that energy that you get from your gratitude waterfall And channel it into this manifestation that you are accomplishing currently on the page. That is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, I will see you next time, my little architects. Let's do this. Let's get it done. We are worthy of this world that we are trying to create, that we are currently consciously creating. And so it is. This has been the Making Magic Happen podcast. To get more information on what you heard today or to book Tristan for coaching workshops or retreats, please visit www.mymindbodygoals.com or follow on Instagram at new underscore Tristanist. Is that-